0: Oh, it's Cassie with A Happy Thinker here, and this is episode number 70. Hello, my people. So, are you ready for today's podcast? It's going to be awesome. It is the last podcast of the year. It is a podcast number 70, and guess what? It is about an awesome topic. It's about having the best year ever next year. So I think everyone can say, everyone can raise a hand and say I'd like to have the best year ever next year. Ah, no, bah hamburgers. Best year ever next year. So let's hop into this awesome topic. to you, but it's been a tough year for most people, and the problem that I see with this is not the year itself, so people keep asking this year to end, they cannot wait for 2021, and let me remind you guys, we are not just ending a year, we're ending a decade, so that's interesting to think about, we're ending the decade, how do you want to end your decade, because it's not over yet, and you are probably hoping and wishing and praying that it is, but it's not over yet. We still have a couple, you know, a day and a half until it's over. Two days, technically. So how do you want to see, how do you want to believe about your past year? Because the problem that I'm finding with most people is we are operating in a belief that our outcome of the year, how the year played out, decides how we feel about it. When the opposite should be true our feelings should decide how we look at our year. Our feelings should decide the outcome of our year. So you can put COVID, uh, elections, um, loss, grief, horrible changes in our lives, many things we got to put on hold, many things that we missed out on, things that didn't look the way that we expected them to look. All of these things that we really wanted this year to go a certain way, and it didn't, you can put all of those things in a little box and say, this year was awful. And I don't want to discredit that your feelings are valid, that this year may not have been as pleasant, has felt as good, you may have felt a strong sense of loss, grief, or sorrow, or loneliness this year. Those are all valid things. There's nothing wrong with saying that, but choosing to believe this was a bad year is in fact a choice, because no matter what happens in your year, your feelings, how you choose you want to feel, get to decide, but it all starts with the belief system you're operating in. For myself, I have chosen to take what I did like from this year and think about that when I think about the reflecting on the year and I have 10 steps to make this coming year 2021 the best year ever but it starts with the hardest part the part that not everybody likes very much is that we have to reflect on 2020 and nobody really wants to do that right now it gets a little hard and as much as we hate it To plan your best year ever, you have to look back at your past year and compare it to your goals and your visions for your life. And not to torture you and not to be like bringing you down, but to look at it in a realistic way and say, okay, what worked from this year and what didn't work from this year? Where am I really going to go from this point? Looking at the vision and goal for your life, what you want, your dreams, your goals, your vision for yourself in 2021, how did 2020 look different from that? And I'm not talking about the stuff that we had to miss out on because of how the world is right now. I'm talking about what we can control because the one thing 2021 is going to be that 2021, 2020 wasn't is that it's going to bring the opportunity for enlightenment because 2020 gave us the opportunity to see everything that we've been taking for granted. It got us to see what we value most. It got us to see how we will respond in hard times. It really got to see the nitty-gritty of who we are. And now we get to decide what we want to do with that in 2021. That's what the opportunity of 2021 has that 2020 didn't. We got to see who we were in 2020. Now we get to see what we decide to do with that. But it takes reflecting back to see what we want to do. What's most important to you? It may not have looked anything like what you wanted it to. But what you can see, the good things that was given to you, the opportunity to change, where you need to change, where you need to spend more time. What do you want to do with this next year? What did you take for granted this year that you don't want to take for granted next year? Where do you want to put your priorities that you didn't put your priorities at the beginning of 2020? Who do you want to spend more time with? What do you want to do with your future? What changes do you want to make for 2021? This new decade and we're going to ring it in with a celebration of so much satisfaction. The 2020 is gone, but we got to look back on it. Got to reflect first to see where you want to go for 2021. The next step in making the best year ever for 2021 is to let go. And this can be difficult because anything that happened in 2020 may have felt like it left a scar, left a mark, left a hole. And that can be really hard to let go. But that's not what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to let go of your expectations of what you felt like 2020 should have been. Because when you can let go of your expectations for what is in the past, you can let go and move forward without feeling like you're holding on to disappointment. Because 2020 is in the past at this point, almost. And so therefore, you have to be able to let go of it. So my suggestion to you as a life coach and also as a uh, condoner of good fun is to make yourself what's called an expectation box. And I want you to take like a shoe box, a paper box of some sort, something easily, um, we'll say, destroyable, So a shoebox would probably be the best. Cut a hole in the top of it like a little donation box. And you're going to write on a piece of paper, as many pieces of paper as you want, all the things from 2020 that you expected to happen, that you felt like should have happened, things that should have been this way shouldn't have been this way. So, for instance, I should have been able to go to school this year. I should have been able to spend more time with my friends this year. I should have made more money this year. So what is it about this year? So like rewinding in my podcast a little bit back to earlier when I said, you know, everything about this year that kind of sucked for most people, think about all of those things. Think about your expectations of the year versus what the reality of the year was and put all those expectations in that box. Keep stuffing them in there until you can't put any more in there. Put them all in that little box. Put COVID. Put the election, if that's something that went horrible for you. Put the the, the, the terrible um, division that we had this year with so many people. Instead of bringing each other close together, we're pushing each other away. Um, all of the things that your expectations of the way the world should be or the expectations of the way the year should have been. Put all those in that box. And then, you're gonna like this part. You can do it however you want, just make sure you're safe. That it is in a safe place. That it is not going to endanger anyone or anything else. But light that box on fire. Watch it burn. You're gonna get to symbolically let go of your expectations of the way this year should have went. Because it doesn't matter how you feel it should have went. Because it's not how it did go so you get to take what you do have and you do like about the year even if it's something small and focus on that and let go of all of the other expectations of the past year so that you can start fresh for the new year you don't have to drag disappointment into the new year because the thing about the new year is this it may be a new year a fresh start a clean slate but all those same things still exist in the world. So it's not going to change unless you choose to change it. So you have to let go of your expectations of the way the world should work, your expectation of the way things should have went, and instead embrace the opportunity to decide how you want to feel about the year and the new coming year because What's going to happen if you decide to drag along your disappointments from 2020 with you? Is that when something happens in 2021, no matter what it is, big or small, you're instantly going to get that sinking that feeling that you did for 2020 that, oh, here we go. We're about to start the showdown. You know, the, the year is going to go down the train and you're going to give up hope and you're going to drag the same feeling into 2021. And next year, when we're in the same spot, getting ready to start new years, you are going to be in the same place. So we don't want that at all all in our lives. We want this year to be the best year ever that you look back and you say, look at all the memories I made, look at all the things I did, look at who I was in 2021. Look at how much progress, growth and potential I achieved in 2021. So you have to let go of your expectations of last year because it's gone and we get to move on fresh with new eyes and a new perspective on it is the way we choose to feel not what happens to us okay the very next step is to create your future vision this one is something that i think most people talk about or at least a variation of it At the beginning of New Year, people think of who they're going to be, what they're going to do, but I want us to get really in-depth of creating our vision for ourselves for the New Year, because I want us to use the tool of Future Self. If you've heard my Future Self podcast, then you kind of ideally know the concept I want you to try and practice in that concept. If you were already the person of success of all the things you do want in life, if that was you already in the future, what would you say to yourself now? How would you go about talking to yourself now? And can you pull wisdom from that? So I want you to create your future self here. That's what we're doing. If you haven't listened to my future self podcast, please go and do so. There is Befriending Your Future Self and also Living From Your Future. Both of those are fantastic. Living From Your Future will probably help you with the concept first before you go to Befriending Your Future Self. But anyway. This is going to use that tool that we've practiced all year and really utilize it because you get to really envision the best, most happy version of yourself for 2021. What is that? Who is that? What do they eat? What do they wear? What kind of car do they drive? What kind of dog do they have? If they have a dog, do they have a cat? Do they not have any animals at all? Do they have kids? Do What is the most happy version of you? And I don't mean collecting things to make you happy. I mean habits. I mean lifestyle. I mean, um, your mentality and mindsets, those are the things you want to think about for your future self. Envision it, write it down, draw it, be creative, and think about a vision of who you want to be for 2021. Who is that? Is it someone completely different than you were at 2020? For example, for myself, I would like to say the biggest vision change from my normal future self visions I have for myself is I want to be a person that doesn't complain and doesn't grumble I don't want to be a grumbler, or a complainer not that I'm normally but I've found myself doing it more often and I think that is a negative habit that I'd like to change so the future version of me doesn't grumble and complain she just moves in action powerful driven action When she sees something she doesn't like, she takes action. She doesn't complain or grumble. She takes action. So that's my biggest vision change for 2021. So once you have the vision in mind of who you want to be, the very next step, step four, is one of the most difficult on my list and one of the most powerful is to befriend fear. This sounds crazy. But it's honestly the truth when in talking about goals and visions for yourself, we're usually pretty afraid of things we've never done before because our brains are wired, hardwired, to keep us safe. And when it sees something new, it says, alert, alert, alert. We don't know what this is, and it could kill us or it could hurt us. So it's not safe. Don't try it. Steer away from that new thing. But when you want to be a new version of you, when you want to live a life you've never lived, when you want to achieve a goal you've never achieved, you have to try new things, do things that are hard, scary, and you've never done before. And when that comes up, it gives you the spectacular opportunity to let fear propel you towards your goal. So what this is, is is a challenge to channel fear, channel discomfort in situations toward actions. So when you get the moment of fear, that's a good thing. You want to start associating that moment of fear with a good thing. And I don't mean like when you walk into the street and you're afraid a car is going to hit you. That's a good thing. That's not what we're talking about here. What I'm talking about here is when you go to... Start that website that you've always wanted to do for your business, but never did. And you get real nervous, and you're like, maybe I shouldn't. That fear is your friend. That's your fear friend, and you're going to think of them that from now on that way. Your little fear friend, like a Monsters, Inc. monster tapping you on the shoulder, who's actually a friend, even though they look like a monster. That fear friend is trying to tell you, This is new. This is scary. Your brain is telling you all these little red flags, not because it's wrong, but because it's something we've never done before. But in order to make big leaps and have big dreams, you have to take big action steps, big opportunities, and big leaps of faith. The most successful people have done the scariest things and did it why they were scared. True courage is doing something not because you're not scared, but in spite of fear. So be courageous and befriend fear. So someone says, hey, I think you'd be perfect for this opportunity. And you're like, oh, I've never done that before. I don't know if I could take this job. What if I fail, blah, 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 all the thoughts that happen in your mind that cause fear, befriend that fear and challenge it. Say, I bet you fear, I can do it anyway. And you still may be afraid, but do it anyway. And watch what happens this year with your vision for yourself. Okay, moving right along here to number five. The next thing you need to do is adopt new and upgrade old habits. So habits seem such a thing that we don't pay attention to, but they really add up to the volume of our lives. The little everyday habits add up huge. I like to think of it like the old Egyptian scales that you used to weigh money on. One coin on a scale was no big deal. It's not going to weight the scale very much on one side and make it raised to the other. But as you added more coins, and they were all small coins, but as you added them, that scale would go down and it would tip the scale in a certain direction. The habits are very similar in nature. One habit seems innocent enough like it doesn't have a lot of weight. But we have so many habits throughout our day that if we change one, two, three, four, five, one habit at a time, but if we change every little habit the scale of our life and how our life and quality of life would go would dramatically change. So make sure your habits are geared towards your health. Your habits match and align with who you are at your core identity. They also line up with the kind of person you aim to be in the future, your future self, the person you're looking towards. Make sure all of your habits in every area of your life are something that serves you. If some habits you have maybe don't necessarily seem bad, but aren't giving you any benefit or helping you, it might be a good time to evaluate whether to take those out of your routine. Upgrading and adopting new habits is a very good way to quickly gain ground in your life and you would not believe how fast just by changing some small little habits. From your eating habits, to your spending habits, to your sleeping habits, to the habits of social media, to your habits of how you go about coming home from your workday, for instance. There are two ways to go pick up my daughter. When I'm done with work, I go to pick up my daughter from whoever's sitting her, usually my mom. My mom's so sweet and kind to be able to take care of Mercy when I am not home and I'm at work. There are two directions I can go to drive to get her. Both of them take roughly a, the same amount of time. Sometimes one is a little quicker depending on traffic. but. The difference is one is straight up in the city, constant stoplights, and there's always like there's always just the city bustle and it's not a very beautiful ride and it sometimes seems a little quicker. The other route is about the same, but it is beautiful. There are beautiful sceneries, it's wide open skies. I go over this beautiful bridge here in Florida where we live where all these lakes are at and it's gorgeous, and I see all the boats and it's beautiful. No matter what time of day, it is a beautiful scenic route. It's a simple habit, but by taking the route where scenery is more beautiful, I feel better on my ride. I notice how I felt when I would take one route to go get Marceline versus the other. And the simple habit of changing the direction I decided to drive to get her was a helpful habit. That seems small. But when you have a bad day, a small habit that improves your day is one that's benefiting you. If it improves your day, it is a benefit to you. If it improves your week, it is a benefit to you even more. And if it improves your overall goal achieving Self, that dreamer inside you, if it gets you too closer to that person, then it definitely benefits you. But if it doesn't, then take the habit away. Okay, number six is goal setting. I've talked about goal setting many, many, many times. The best way to set a goal is to set not necessarily a goal like um, a goal you're supposed to reach, but instead a learning goal. One you're something you need to learn, something you need to improve upon. Those kinds of goals are easier, easier. Oh my goodness, I can't talk today. <laughs> so excited about 2021, can't even talk. So <laughs> set learning goals. Learn something new to get you closer to your goal. Learn about why you're not achieving in this area to reach your goal. That kind of goal is a better goal to set than just a achievement goal. Because if you fall short of your achievement goal, which I know you guys are gonna rock it, but if you were to fall short of your achievement goal, you'll feel so much disappointment that you may not try to set another goal, or you may set your goal too low and it not really be worth having as a goal. A goal is something that's hard to reach, but that's a good thing. So set some learning goals this year, things you want to learn, ways you want to improve. Improvement and learning goals will make you feel better about your overall year. They'll make you feel more productive and successful, and in turn, you will be. Because by learning new things to get you closer to your big goals, the vision of yourself, of the that future self you want to be, will become a closer, more likeness of the person you see in the mirror already. So, number seven, break down your goals. So the big goals, the ones that maybe aren't learning goals, break them down into bite-sized chunks. Break them down into... Daily goals, weekly goals, monthly goals, and check-in goals. Every couple of th- couple months, check in to see where you're at, how close you are to that goal. And then make your yearly goals. Break your goals down into chunks. Now, number eight is really important and goes along with this goal setting mindset. It is one of the most important because it holds you accountable. Is all those goals that you made, that you wrote out the vision of yourself, You adopted those habits to try and get there. You made those big goals. You broke your goals down. Transfer your goals to your calendar. And what I mean by this is transfer your goals to your calendar for your daily goals, what you're going to do on what day, and how long you think it's going to take you. So I'm going to exercise twice a week. So I schedule it on my calendar. Go buy yourself a calendar. It doesn't have to be fancy. It can be very, very simple. It can be one from the dollar store. It doesn't have to be that nice um, Staples or or Office Office Max calendar that costs like 40 bucks. It can be simply a dollar store calendar. But put it on your calendar and look at it because it holds you accountable that, that you told and promised yourself that you were gonna do it on that day and this is how long you were gonna give yourself to to it. And by holding yourself to that for your for your calendar and not giving up on that calendar, it gives you a foot in the door to be able to say, look look what I showed up for myself for. And that in and of itself will make it the best year ever because when 2021 comes to an end, you'll say, look at all these things that I scheduled, that I have written proof that I showed up for myself for. Even if you don't reach your goal, you showed up for yourself for every single one of those things and you are closer to the person you want to be. Trust me, you'll appreciate yourself for doing that. All right, my last Two big, big steps are very, very important. Once you've reflected, you've let go, you have really made the future vision of you. You have decided to befriend your fear and let it guide you. You've adopted these new habits and upgraded old ones. You've set your goals and broken them down so they're easy to to swallow and achieve. And then you've transferred them to your calendar to hold you accountable. The next one's a big deal. Be yourself this year. Don't be your expectations of who you should be. Don't be other people's expectations of who you should be. Do not decide to do this, go there, spend time with those people because of anything except who you really are. Be yourself because you will have the best year ever when you realize who you are, what makes you happy, and who you want to be. So be you nobody else because nobody else can be as awesome as you can be and so go be yourself and the last one people this is the biggest most important one everything you do even the serious stuff have fun doing it life is very very short smile laugh Give a little play, a little fun, do all the hard stuff. Be responsible, work hard, but have fun doing it. If it's not fun to to achieve a goal, why are you achieving it? If it's not fun to, to do that, why are you doing it? Do it because you enjoy doing it. And you may have responsibilities, but those responsibilities can be done in great fun. So have fun with 2021, guys. Bring in this brand new decade with the most amazing, big old hug to the new year. There's still social distancing, so try not to hug anyone you don't know. (laughs) But to the new year, enjoy the people that you really love being around. Be yourself this year, and really make this your best year ever. Okay, guys. Thank you so, so much for supporting me all this year. I have had a phenomenal year because of you guys and so many awesome things that I have learned, chosen to adopt for myself this year and the person I have become this year. And next year is going to be even better. So I thank you so much for... Supporting the Happy Thinker. And if you haven't already, go to my website, happythinkerlifecoach.com. And guess what, guys? I am now going to be open for clients. So if you want to be my client, go to my website, sign up, shoot me a message. I would love to coach you. And I'm sure you would love the coaching because guess what? It really works. Coaching can phenomenally change your life. And coaching is not like counseling. It's not because you're doing it wrong. It's because you want to be able to have more direction and coaches can help you do that. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you in 2021, my friends. (laughs) Bye now.